What's happening team? Welcome to the Type 1 Movement Podcast where I'm going to be sharing with you my tips, tricks and stories to help you lead the healthiest life possible as a Type 1 diabetic. I'm your host, Type 1 Tom. Just a quick disclaimer, any advice that I give will not overpower your medical professional, so please consult with them first if you're thinking of making any changes. Welcome to this episode of the Title Movement Podcast. So in this episode, um, I like doing like lists of stuff, mate. I like doing lists, and I think, let me know if you guys like it. Leave me a comment, let me know if you guys like me doing lists of stuff. So I'm going to do 10 things that... I wish I was told when I was first diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. 10 things. Um, so there's not really any story behind this except obviously like doing lists. And I think a lot of you type 1s are going to be able to relate to this. I think a lot of you are going to be able to relate to this. Um, and hopefully you're going to learn something. Like always, I like to put out a bit of education on these podcasts as well. And help you guys. Help you guys as much as possible. So <clears throat> 10 things I wish I was told when I was diagnosed. When I was first diagnosed with type 1. Could be from a medical professional, a doctor, another type 1, just just anyone that I wish they would have told me and prepared me for all this sort of shit, I'd say. So the first thing is, I wish I was told, this is very broad, but I wish I was told how much my life was going to change. I know it's hard to say to someone, look, mate, your life's going to fucking change a lot. I know that's hard, but I wish I was kind of Prepare. I don't know how you can be prepared, but I wish someone would have just said that to me. Tom, mate, your life's going to change a hell of a lot. I'd have been like, all right. Do you know what I mean? I'm prepared for. I'm prepared for it. Yeah, I'm prepared for it. So I wish someone that that would have would have like told me how much my life was going to change. Um, and I'm going to get into like how much it's changed a little bit as well uh, when I go through these other sort of nine nine points. Second thing is, I wish I, I was told how fucking mentally resilient I was going to become, how mentally strong I was going to have to become to deal with the condition um, and how that was going to like change the way and my perspective and my outlook on life. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I believe that all of us have type 1 diabetics, we have to have a lot of mental resilience. If you don't, I think it'll fucking break you, being honest. I know I've had my fair shouts of depression, which I'll openly and honestly speak about I've had like three or four um since having the condition not not directly linked to the condition but partly indirectly every time I've had them I've been like why the fuck have I got to one sort of thing um but I wish I was told like how mentally resilient I was going to become and how mentally resilient I had to become and to be fair I'm gonna say that's a positive because now I deal with shit in my life completely different than what I remember I would have done. I was a bit of a why me character, you know, a bit of a victim character before this. Don't get me wrong, I still have my moments like, why the fuck me? Uh, why has this happened in my life? And I still have my downtimes, um, like people around, around me would tell you that. But it's changed me and made me become mental, mentally resilient and mentally stronger um, as well, which I believe I, you have to, to be a type 1 diabetic, you have to become mentally resilient and mentally strong, yeah? Um, the third thing is, I wish someone had told me that not just fucking carbohydrates were going to affect my blood glucose, that protein and fats were going to have effect on my blood glucose as well. I had to figure that shit out for myself. Yeah, um, and I'm sure you'll you may have you may know this, you may not, but yes, protein and fats can have an impact on your blood glucose levels. 
um, as well. I'm not going to get too much into that because this podcast isn't about that. I've done podcasts about bolusing for protein and how fats can can affect it and stuff. Um, but yeah, I wish someone would have told me, hey, you're going to have to count carbs, but just pay attention to your protein and fats as well because they could have an impact on your blood glucose levels. Um, where are we on? One, two, three, uh, four is, I wish someone was going to tell me that exercise was going to play a massive part in having well-controlled glucose levels and my diabetes management on a whole like it's obviously why i do what i do but exercise is a huge part if you're not exercising as a type 1 diabetic i will say this now you're fucking cutting yourself short you're selling yourself short if you're not exercising in some way shape or form because it is just such a fucking easy low-hanging fruit to grab to help manage your diabetes and your glucose levels so I wish someone would have told me how big... I was already exercising anyway, but I was too scared to when I was first diagnosed. Uh, but I wish someone would have told me that how it was going to play a huge part in my control, but I had a fucking lot to figure out. I was going to have to go through some shit, some stressful times, some trial and errors, but I was going to reap the rewards on the other end. And I always say that, like the ups and downs, the managing blood glucose levels around exercise, it's stressful at times, it's a pain in the ass, but it is worth it to get the rewards out of it. Yeah, it is worth it. Um, I'm counting back through these. Apologies. One, two, three, four, five. Number five is, I wish someone would tell me how the highs, how the high blood glucose would feel. How it would make me feel like I get, I don't know where it's slightly different, but for me, it's like every muscle in my body aches. My joints ache. My mouth goes dry. Um, I get a bit of a fuzzy head, maybe headaches at times, and I feel like utter shit, and I get a bit angry as well. Um, my missus will tell you that when when I'm pretty high, I get a bit fucking stressful um, and a bit short-tempered. So I wish someone would have told me, hey, when your blood glucose is high, you'd probably be a bit of a dick, and you're going to feel like shit. <laughs> and I wish someone would have told me, this is number six, I wish someone would have told me how the lows would feel, and at times it would feel like the best drug ever. But at times, it'll feel like I want to eat the fucking world. And how strange they would feel. What the cold sweats would feel like. Like, just what what the high poles would feel like. The lows. Moving on to number seven. I wish... I If I could take all these points away, this is probably one of the main ones that I wish someone would have told me. I wish someone would have told me the little magic art of pre-bolusing insulin. And explained to me that Insulin doesn't work straight away. Insulin takes, most rapid acting insulins I'm on about here take about 90 minutes to two hours to start to peak to do most of its job. Yeah. They start to work after about 20 minutes or so. But I wish someone would have told me about pre bolusing. If you don't know what pre bolusing is, it's pre bolusing for your meal anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes before to give the insulin a chance to work when the carbs in the meal is being broken down and digested to stop that big spike. So I wish someone would have told me about the little tip of pre-bolusing. I didn't find that out until about four years ago. Four years ago. I spent like probably seven or eight years without knowing about pre-bolusing. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, where are we on? So number eight is... I wish someone had told me that I was going to have to become a problem solver. I always say this, but our jobs as type 1 diabetics is to solve problems. It's to get data, collect data, assess it, and solve problems. Solve problems. I wish someone had said, hey, you're going to have to become the fucking world's biggest problem solver, pretty much, innit? Like, I'm sure you guys will agree. Um, you're going to get a load of problems thrown at you. 
um, all over the place and you're going to have to fucking solve them. But sometimes you can't solve them, yeah? So I wish someone had told me I was going to have to become the world's biggest problem solver. Um, number eight, we are on number eight, I think, yep. Wish someone would have told me that I had to make hundreds of decisions every single day. Hundreds of decisions every single day. I'm not going to list them, but I'm sure you guys listening to this can relate. You know, your carb counting, your insulin to carbs, uh, if you're going to exercise, when your last meal was, your insulin on board. Like all these different like past and present decisions. Like you've got to predict the future at times, right? But I wish someone had told me the hundreds of decisions that I would have to make every single day. This now for me becomes kind of automatic. It's kind of just a habit. It just happens. And you'll probably know if you're a type one that you make decisions now that you don't even think about. If you've had it for years and you're you give a fuck and it's well controlled, you'll make decisions now like like that. And you won't even think about it. It's strange, it becomes automatic. Um obviously there is decisions we do have to think about as well. Um and we are on where are we? We're number ten. Number 10. Apologies, I've got a list of notes that I'm reading off my computer. I think we're on number 10. Yeah, we are. Um, I wish someone would have told me that the decisions that I'm going to have to make could potentially be fatal. Could potentially be fatal. Not trying to scare anyone with this, any other type one, but you know yourself, like, the decisions that we make, if we get them wrong... It has the potential to be fatal to our health and our life at the end of the day. And I think not a lot of people understand just the impact of that and just what that actually means, right? Like Some of the decisions we have to make could potentially be fatal and, and, and impact our health and our life at the end of the day. And then one more which I've thrown in there, a little bonus one, a little bonus one. And the same goes for all you other type ones listening to this. I wish someone would have told me how much of a fucking warrior this condition would make me. And the same to all you other type ones out there. All you other type ones, all my clients, all you guys that listen to the podcast, all you guys that uh, follow me on Instagram, that watch my lives, that watch my stories, that are in my community. You're all fucking warriors. I will say that. Not to sound too cheesy and corny, but like I said at, at the start, we've got to become mentally resilient. And I say that we are all fucking warriors. We're all battling this this condition. I don't like calling it a disease, but this condition, we're all battling it day in, day out, making hundreds of decisions um, and how our lives are and stuff like that. And it's it's a hard fight. Some days it gets us down. Some days we kick it in the fucking balls, right? And we take control of it. But at the end of the day, I'd say we're all warriors and we just got to keep up the good fight, right? Keep up the fucking good fight, Yeah. Because from what I see, you're all doing great. Yeah. And we're all in it together. I will always say that. So, right. That just about wraps it up for this episode. Um, guys, l- listening to this, I would really be so, so grateful if whatever device, whatever platform you're listening to this on, whether that be Spotify, iTunes, whatever your your um, choice is to listen to this podcast episode, if you could screenshot it, share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at type1 underscore Tom just so I can show you some love and just so I can uh, it helps me reach more type 1s as well um, and help help other type 1s out and just um, sometimes you know let, let, let them know we, we've got to know that we're not alone at times yeah 
got to know that we're not alone. So if you could share that on your Instagram stories, on your social media, and just tag me so I can say, hey, thanks very much, really appreciate you, that would be great. And just before I jump off, like I say always, um, if you're a type one and you're obviously bothered about your health and fitness and stuff like that, I have a free ebook with eight nutrition exercise tips for type ones, a little bit of a workout plan in there, a bit of a nutrition plan and my top tips and a few other goodies. If you want the ebook, I'm going to stick the link in the show notes below. And then also, if you're on Facebook, you want to come and jump in on my type one community group. Um, there's like 200 and something type ones in there at the moment on Facebook. I'll stick the link in the, in the show notes below for that as well for you to get in. Um, there's a few other links in there if you want to know about my 30-day blood glucose management system where I can help you have better blood glucose control over the the uh, over the coming 30 days in just 30 days so you can improve your health, transform your body. I'm going to stick the link to the application form in there as well. So all those links are going to be in the show notes. Again, guys, I just want to thank you very, very much for your time, for listening to this podcast. And a big up to you if you're a regular uh, listener as well. <laughs> Excuse me. I appreciate every single one of you. And I'll catch you in the next episode. Take it easy, guys.